We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting edition of At Your Service here on KMOX, my friends. That's right. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. My name is Greg Damon, host of uh, At Your Service for this beautiful Tuesday evening. It is 8.04, your time right here in the heart of Mid-America. A lot of stuff to talk about tonight here on the program. But I got to say, as always, we love uh, we love uh, wrapping out here with our good friend uh, Kevin Wheeler, the K-Wheel. Uh, he has uh, been kind enough to uh, hang out with us here for a few minutes. Wrapping out? Yeah, well, you know. You just got stuck there, didn't you? I did. Happens to me all the time. That's right. I do it every day. So I, I want to be cool it. like I've you, so I try to, you know, I'm trying to, you know. I've been there. I've done that. So. Not a big deal. Hi, Greg. How you doing, Kevin? Your headphones are really green. Thank you. Like, super bright. You know, I've only worn them for like five years, so um, thanks for noticing, Clark. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> I try not to look in the general vicinity of your head. Uh, thanks, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but uh, all right then. <laughs> Folks, Kevin Wheeler and I have been friends for many, many years, as you well know here. Yeah, if it sounds uh, like I'm being or, mean to Greg, it's because we're friends. We're friends, and we'd really like to uh, plus try, to, work, try he, to pull one over on each other Plus, a lot, he so. takes care of my automobile, so I can't be too mean, because otherwise <laughs> I end up crashing into stuff because my brake line will get cut. You're fastest thing out there, baby. Or my left blinker fluid will be out, and I'll get a ticket for not signaling to go. Well, just remember, the left and right fluids are different. They are. You've told me that That's before, right. and then I viscosity. mixed them up, and that was bad. And then your blinkers don't work anymore. Well, they do, but then they like I go left, and it goes right. It's really weird. Mm, that is kind of crazy when that happens. I know. Thanks, Greg. No problem. I try to be there for you. Yeah. I'm in your corner, Kevin. That's good. So, hey, I want to talk a little baseball. I know you're excited. Baseball's back. Yay! Obviously. Uh, I want to talk a little baseball because this really uh, perturbs me every year. Okay. Perturbs. That's right. I like that uh, word. Thank you. You can use it. I'm going to let you, I'm going to give you authorization to use it. Sweet. Anyway, uh, you know, we, we always have these players, most notably their picture, pitchers, not necessarily on the Cardinals all the time, but they come into spring training. Uh-oh, we got an injury. And then so what we're going to do is we're going to shut them down. We're going to shut them down for a month or so, and then they're going to try it, and then the injury is going to reflare. And then before you know it, halfway through the season, they're like, oh, well, you know, he's done for the season. We're going to take get surgery. When's the last time that happened? I, come on, Kevin. You're the baseball You guru. just said it happens all the time. When's it the does. last time that every, happened? Every time every time we hear about these pitchers, they need to have something done. And I shouldn't say necessarily pitchers because it's, it's more than pitchers. So 
But it just seems like it's always trying to wait it out, wait it out, wait it out, and then they end up having to have surgery. And then not only are we, you know, gone for this year, we're gone for part of the year next year as well. Uh, yeah, usually if you have it around now, you probably would be back around the same time next year. But it, depending on what it is, right? right? I mean, if it's Tommy John, it's well, it's, we'll let's talk about it's twelve what months. I'm talking about. He's got his shoulder yeah, issue. Yeah, and- the problem. Well, here's the thing: like this year is weird, and it's happening all around baseball. I mean, we we follow you know, what the Cardinals are doing. So it's Flaherty and Reyes that we're focused sure. on, but it's happening in Boston with Chris Sale. Right. Um, I forget, I forget the, there was another case of it today. Somebody just got shut down um, and I'm, I'm forgetting the player, but it's another pitcher. Uh, but one of the problems this year was once the lockout started, you couldn't communicate with your team's medical staff at all. Right. You can't talk to the team doctor. You can't talk to the trainers. You can't talk to the front office. So nobody knows you have a shoulder problem for two months, but you can't, you can't, say anything to the team they don't know until the lockouts lifted and you know I've had a lot of questions about this on Twitter like you know what well why didn't they go to a different doctor well you don't just go to random doctors when you're a professional athlete no because the organization owns you so well they you you can go to them but you're you're going to someone that doesn't have the full history they don't have you don't have history with them they don't have history with you they can look at your medical records but they haven't talked to you for the last three, four, five years. You know, the team trainers, the guys that are in the locker room, the ones that are going to take care of the basic injuries, and then they send you off to the doctor if there's stuff that they can't handle. You deal with them every day. Like, those are the people you trust. Those are the people who are going to get you on the program to get you healthy. And you don't just go pick one of those up at the grocery store. You know, so this year it's a little bit more complicated than it normally would be. There are times, though, where where I get what you're saying, where, you know, you put off surgery until it's too late. But... In general, every doctor I've ever talked to will tell you to put off surgery as long as you can, unless you have no other option. Right. So, as long as there's an option to rehabilitate, they don't want to cut on you. That's that's why I still haven't had my knee done for 25 years. <laughs> so you're sitting here complaining okay. about pitchers and, and I'm a, well, who didn't a get their shoulders hold, hold looked on, hold at, on, hold but on, hold you're on. like 20 years. Hang on, I don't. You know, I'm not a professional I know, athlete. I know nobody's counting on you to run. No, I know. No. There's just one guy I got to beat. If somebody's chasing me, I just got to beat one guy in front of me. But the the truth is that that you hear it all, you, like you do experience this right. process a lot. There's an injury, and then you're almost always going to get the initial feedback from the team is going to be like it's no big deal, like that. That's universal. That's everywhere sure. in sports because they they a there's no benefit to going to the worst case scenario until you know you have to, um, and obviously. They don't always want to give away everything at, at up front because let's say they're trying to make a trade somewhere. Well, they don't want that other the other teams that they're talking to to be like, well, we know Flaherty's out or whatever. So they're always trying to guard information. That's what teams do. Right. Well, but, that's just like in hockey, upper body injury, yeah, lower body. Same so. idea. Right. Same idea. And you, but but you do get this putting off, putting off, putting off because they do want to avoid surgery at all cost if they can, because once you open up the arm, once you cut on it, it's not going to be the same especially a shoulder. We're pretty good at Tommy John now. You know, we're pretty good at, you know, we can we can fix that UCL, we can replace it, and it'll come back and be go- as good as it was before. Shoulders we're not as good at. They're a little bit trickier, which is why they try everything they can to avoid surgery. I get it, but it just seems like it happens so often, and it's just like the player, you know, you just want to go, just have the surgery. You're my friend, right? I, I am today. You're not going to be offended if I tell you this? Uh-oh. Are you going to talk about my mom again? No. Okay. Do you think that there's maybe a reason that we see it all the time? Because the medical professionals are maybe telling them that this is the way to do it? Do you think maybe? 
I I I don't know. I I I will I will tell you I have I have theories as well. I mean, well, like for but... example, if there's something wrong with my car, who am I going to listen to? My own intuition or you? Well, I hope you listen to your own intuition because no, that, cause that no, means it's no, it's a bigger bill for me. I'm going to listen. To... <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. If I listen to me, that's going to be more money for you later. No, and I'm and I'm being partly a smartass because there are players that do. They they fool themselves. They 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 want to think that oh crap I don't want to miss time so I'm gonna I'm gonna work through it right I'll battle through it I'll be okay like there are guys that play that game where they they convince themselves that they're okay and they're not actually hurt um, there are guys that again I'm just gonna push through because they don't want to miss time we actually talked about that a little earlier this whole idea of gutting it out or toughing it out. When in reality, all you're really doing in most cases is doing more damage, sure, exactly. making the problem worse. And and I get what you're saying. And it and the problem with looking at the big picture is every one of these is a little bit different thing. So one of them will be what you're talking about. One of them will be like a stubborn player not wanting to, you know, not wanting to do anything about it. Or some of them, hey, they didn't throw with much intensity in the offseason, so they think they're okay. And then as soon as the intensity comes in, they're like, oh crap, I'm not okay. And you get some of that. But then you'll also get the ones where, like, the doctor says, hey, listen, we're going to rest for a couple of weeks. I'm going to get the inflammation down. We're going to throw again and see where it goes. That's kind of where you are with Flaherty and Reyes right now, right? Right. They get their shots. They're not going to throw for two weeks. And then they'll reassess based on how they feel after that. And, you know, all, but I would say this. People need to remember that almost every one of these situations is being guided by a medical professional. They're not just deciding on their own. But there are guys that will not always tell the whole story to the team. Absolutely. And in this year's case, there are a lot of guys that could not tell the whole story because of the lockout. Yeah, I guess it is a little different year, obviously, with the lockout versus yeah. versus any other year. But, but what you say is 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 a common complaint. I mean, I, I hear it a lot that, and it's not always wrong, but I think it's it's really tough to group them together. So let me ask you. I mean, obviously, you're the baseball guru. You're you know. It, it, it after the season's over, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, and, and I shouldn't necessarily say baseball. This would go for all of them. You know, you would think you would shut down for a few weeks. Oh, yeah. Depends just, on the sport, but yeah. Just, you know, rest up, feel better. But at some point in time, you're going to start wanting to be ready for the next spring training. It's not like the old days where these guys wouldn't come in until spring training and then they would try to get in shape. No, no, no. You're right. So, if we'll use baseball as an example, since we're talking about baseball. So, when the season ends, some of this depends on where you are in your career, though, right? If you're a younger player still trying to establish yourself, you probably start working a little sooner in the off season. You might take a few weeks off, but then you're getting right back into lifting. You're getting right back into working on whatever your weaknesses are. Or the team may send you to play. Yeah, you, right. Else. You might, yeah, you might go to Arizona Fall League. You might go to play in the in the in the winter league on the Dominican or whatever. Yeah, there are definitely those things too. But again, so let's but let's use the case of a of a relatively young major leaguer. Let's talk about somebody. Um, let's talk about Tyler O'Neill from okay. la, from last year, like sure. a year ago. So somebody like that that has a clear thing that they need to establish. Right, they need to be a better hitter. And he never stops working out. So you don't have to worry about his whole workout routine because he's working out year round. Yeah, he's jacked. Yeah. But, you know, the baseball side, you do want to rest because you want to get some recovery time. And then a guy that's got something to work on probably gets back to work 
within a few weeks of the end of the regular season, especially somebody that's not established. Right. Now, you get somebody that's established, somebody that's been around, and I'm not even going to go as far as saying like Wado and Yachty, where rest for those guys is way more important than it would be for somebody who's like 28 years old. Right. But you'll take a guy uh, that's in his prime, that's established, that's ha- that's got a really nice contract, that's you know that's in a good place. They usually will will take a break from baseball activities for at least a month, maybe even more than that, and they'll start working out to get to, to make sure that they don't really lose because they don't like to do the up and down thing sure. with their condition. Absolutely. So you know you'll take some time away, but then what happens is typically right after Christmas is when you start to ramp up to get ready for spring training. And so you got like 6 weeks there between, you know, basically January 1st and and when normally you would report for pitchers and catchers. And that's when they're working hard. You know, they're they're playing the pitchers are throwing long toss and they start to throw bullpens off the mound. Um, they may not throw heavy, but they're going to throw a lot off the mound. We you know, the facility I coach at, we have some guys that are right. that are pros, that are big leaguers um and some minor leaguers. They're in there throwing with some intent, like throwing for real in January and into early February in the lead-up to spring training so that they can be ready when they get there. Other guys that are more established are not going to try to be as ready on day one, but they're going to be close. You know what I'm saying? Sure, absolutely. So it's a little different for everybody, but yeah, you know what? You're probably doing no matter what part of your career you're in. By the time you're in January, you should be doing something serious. You know, you're going to be throwing with a little bit of intent. You're going to be taking real at-bats off of high velocity on a pitching machine or something along those lines. Right. Now, obviously different for position player versus pitcher. Right, right. right. And the position players don't need to rest their arm, for example. Like a pitcher needs to rest that part of their body more than anything else. The hitters can get in there and hit more. You know, they can do that that a lot more without worrying as much about the wear and tear. Right. Um, but, you know, usually January, you're really ramping up and you're ready to go. But, again, it's all about a scale. If you have something to prove, you're showing up day one of spring training ready to go full 100%. If you're already guaranteed a spot, you're, you know, you're a veteran, Molina, Wainwright, you're getting there at a point where you're close to 100% and you'll be at 100% within a few weeks. But you don't have to be on day one. Right. Some guys are, though. I mean, like, look at Max Scherzer. He just threw five innings yesterday. Right. Like, he showed up day one ready to go. Well, he didn't want to have that dead arm syndrome that he had last <laughs> year. So. Right. Hey, Kevin, i got to take a break. Hang with me more. I got I, 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 There's another question I want to ask you about. Oh, I'm sure I'll find an answer somewhere. I'm sure you will. Folks, we're visiting with uh, Kevin Wheeler here on, <laughs> on a Tuesday night. That's right. KMOX, that's what you're listening to. We're going to take a little break. Come back. KMOX is at your service. Stick around. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
Welcome back, everyone. 822 is your time right here in the heart of Mid-America. That's right. You're hanging out here with Greg Damon. Camwex is at your service on a beautiful Tuesday night. Not only that, we have the one, the only, the man, the myth, the mystery. You Kevin forget Wheeler. my name? No, what is your name? You no, forgot Kevin. my name? No, I'd, well, I'd like to. I've been trying to do that for 20 hey, just, years. But I know I mentioned this before, but we have a crowd in now. That's right. So I would like to say to the champions in the room, the young ladies, first, congratulations, and second of all, I pick on Greg a lot because we're really good friends. So if it sounds like I'm we're being not, mean, it's friends. because I like him, we're just so friends. you guys know. He thinks we're friends, but I just it's just how we go. Anyway, let's get back to what we were talking about, Kevin. I got something that I want to ask you. All right. Talking about injury, especially to pitchers. Uh, you know, my theory, I'm just going to give you my theory. Again, I'm an outsider looking in, right? You want your car fixed? I'm really good at that. Got your nose pressed against the window That's the whole right. deal. Exactly. No nose ring, though. But anyway, I want to ask you about this. Do you think, because we see a lot of pitchers, obviously, we'll even go with uh, in college towards the pros, start having an issue with uh, Tommy John surgery, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Straight up, you're a baseball coach. You think it's from curveballs? No. You don't think so? No, it's not. Dr. Okay. James Andrews doesn't think so, and he's the foremost arm surgeon on the planet. So, Look, I stayed at Holiday Inn last night, yeah. but I'm not a surgeon. <laughs> no, I, they, they've done a really good job of finding out now that what – so there, there are a couple things that lead to the most injuries, right? Okay. One is your effort, like how hard you're trying to throw. It's not how many miles per hour you throw, but how often you throw 100% of what you have. So let's say I throw 104. Okay. If I always throw 104, I'm putting stress on my arm. If I back off of that and sometimes work at 96, 97, I'm not putting as much wear and tear in my body. So one of the things is effort, like how hard you're trying. The other thing is overwork, and that's what we get in the young in the young ages where you get the problems. Where, sure, absolutely. And I see it all the time. I coach 14-year-olds, um, teams that don't follow pitch limits that these brilliant doctors like James Andrews have put out there for all right. of us. So absolutely. the information's there. They don't follow those things. They'll let... 12, 13, 14-year-old kids throw 100, 110 pitches in a game when major leaguers don't even throw that many. And then that kid in the next game will go play shortstop. And that kid will not take a day off the whole weekend. He'll play five games in two days, and he'll be playing the entire time. That's why you get the arm injuries, because it's too much. It's, It's the overload of the work. And it's manageable. You can you can work around it. So if a kid pitches one game and you want him in the lineup, maybe he's the DH the next game. Uh, maybe he goes and plays first base where he's not going to have to make many throws. There are ways to play around with it, but there are too many people that don't pay attention to those things. And there are other like things that play, Greg. Like you know, nobody wants their kid to sit. So oh, I, so I well know about so this. so what they're going to do is we're going oh we're just going to have a smaller roster and then nobody ever has to sit. Well then nobody ever rests either. Correct. So that kid that's your number one pitcher, he's probably your best shortstop and probably your best hitter. He never gets to rest. He never gets to recover. His arm never gets back to normal, and he does that every year until he gets into high school. And then you have high school and college where and it's not everybody, but there are some coaches at those levels. At the, at the high school level, there are some that are still old school. They don't want to hear about a pitch count. They're going to go by the eye test and how the kid feels, and the kid always wants to pitch. The kid's never going to say, take me out of the game, coach. Like You don't, you do that in the major leagues. They don't want to come out. How many times do you see that when a manager goes to the mound, the, manager, the player's like, I'm not, I don't want to come out. I'm fine. And they're like, nope, see ya. Guy that's coming in is rested. You're not. So you've got that element where in high school sometimes kids get overused, but other coaches are getting better at that. And then in college, the college coach's job is on the line. It's his, all about the win, man. His job is to win games, and if he doesn't, he's going to get fired. So if he's got an A starter that can get to 115, 120 pitches and they can win and he doesn't trust his bullpen, guess what? 
that guy's going to go out there and throw 120 pitches all the time. And so it, it's a it's a rocky road. And that's why even in the minor leagues, you know, teams are really careful with developing young players in the minor leagues because they know the stakes and they have a financial investment in those guys. So they're not going to overwork them. And no minor league coach is going to get fired over wins or losses. Nobody cares. It's about developing players. So the biggest things that that cause problems in there would be overwork and then just too much effort too often. And that that's kind of what leads to it. All right. See, I always thought because they they figure out how to throw Pe- that curveball. People ball used to be used to think that and you, snap that curveball off. That becomes their payoff pitch, yep. and all of a sudden you're using it all the time. Yeah. Well, first of all, if if you're coaching young players, don't let them fall in love with the curveball because what happens when you're young is young hitters can't hit it, so they feel like, oh, I'm awesome because I strike everybody out. Well, yeah, you're fooling kids that aren't ready to hit it. By the time you're 15, they can hit it, and if you can't throw your fastball and you can't locate with it, and all you can do is flip a curveball up there, they're going to hit it. You, you have to be able to locate your fastball. You should learn how to throw a changeup, even if you don't like it. You should, you should learn those things first and then master a curveball. It's not it, The curveball and, and slider is a little different because it's a little bit more effort, but it, it shouldn't be a crutch at a young level to say, I'm successful and I'm awesome and I'm getting people out. It should be part of the developmental process. First thing is learn how to throw the ball where you want to throw it. Locate your fastball. Second thing is should be to learn how to throw a changeup. You should. You, every pitcher should learn how to throw a changeup before they worry about a curveball. Then you add the breaking ball to it. Now you got three pitches. And when you get to the time where you're in high school, where it really matters, you know what you're doing. And by the way, the only way to gain velocity is to throw hard. So throwing your fastball is a good thing. All right. Well, you know, Serrano couldn't hit the fast. Couldn't hit the curve. So that's because Joe Boo didn't. Like that's him. right. Hey, bartender, Joe Boo needs another refill. That's Kevin Wheeler. My name is Greg Damon. This is KMOX is at your service. We're going to take a quick break. Kevin, thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate that. Coming up next. You fixed my car. <laughs> oh, it, it's going to be fixed. Next month. Coming up next, folks, we're going to talk a little basketball. Stick around. More to come on KMOX is at your service. Welcome back, everyone, to KMOX's At Your Service. That's right, At Your Service tonight. Beautiful Tuesday night. Well, it's not going to be so beautiful coming up a little bit later. We're going to get some uh, weather here in the heart of Mid-America. It's 833. That's your time. My name's Greg Damon. Tonight in the big chair here on KMOX's At Your Service. We're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to talk a little basketball tonight. That's right. I got some ladies in the house in Carnet Word Academy. They have just won their second straight uh, basketball championship, state championship. Also, their head coach Dan Rolfs. He is on the phone with us. Dan, thanks for uh, joining us tonight on the program. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Greg. I appreciate it. All right. So, for uh, folks playing the home game of at your service, Dan, I got to tell you what a resume you have. Athletic director, head basketball coach in Incarnate Word Academy, sixty-eight game win streak, and you guys just cruise through the playoffs and nail down the championship. Yeah. No, we've had. Uh... An incredible run over the past several years, and um, you know it's great to finish it with the state championship this year. And um, extremely blessed to uh, to be able to be in the gym with our girls every day. We've got some great players and great people, and um, it's been a it's been a fun couple of years for sure. Well, we got some of those great players in studio with us, hanging out: Natalie Potts, Olivia Hahn, uh, Abby Sextro, Sophia Ott, and we have Kaylin James on the phone. Uh, we're going to get to them in just a little bit, Dan. But uh, a couple questions I want to—I certainly want to ask you. Uh, I, I, I got to tell you, I was—I was I, I been fortunate to come out to some of the games and watch the games. Uh, it, it, it is amazing to me that here you have these five 
amazing starters, and all of a sudden they come out, and the next five are just as good as the five that were in there. And then, and then they come out, and then the next ones are just as good. It's like this. It, 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 it's like a machine. It doesn't stop. Yeah, no, they make me look like a really good coach, don't they, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, you know, one of, the, one of the keys to our success over the last several years has been our depth. Um, and this year, um, especially, I, I can't remember a year uh, where we've had this much depth and, um, you know, players six, seven, eight, nine, ten coming off the bench and not, you know, not missing a beat. So, um, you know, it's very, you know, obviously a luxury for me as a coach, but uh, if you're an opponent, not so great. Yeah, absolutely. And I got to tell you, it looks like every one of these girls, man, they're out there working so hard, uh, just just trying to make it and make it happen and do it the right way. Yeah, you know, that's that's the one thing. Um, you know, a little bit of, of competition within the team on on playing time and um you know, I've got the luxury of of playing multiple people, and um, and it, it does it gets competitive. And when you have you know ten players, ten, twelve, you know, thirteen players like we do that are that good, um, you know, they've got to bring it. Otherwise, someone else is going to take their playing time. So, uh, you know, I'm in a good spot as a coach and um, being able to play multiple players and um, you know, I think a lot of times our practices are as challenging as games just because of how deep we are. No, absolutely. I want to throw some of your stats out there. Uh, 22 seasons as head uh, basketball coach in Carnot Word Academy. Uh, 11 state championships, 17 Final Fours, career record as a varsity head coach. Where have you been? 639 wins, 86 losses. I mean, come on, man. What are you doing? <laughs> Got some really good players, that's for sure. That. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm again. I'm fortunate to be able to coach the players that I have, um, but at the same time, they buy into our system, um, and you know, I feel like it's a system where our kids are going to play hard. They're going to challenge, you know, all our opponents offensively and defensively, um, and you know, our scouting and preparation I think is second to none. Our attention to detail. I know our girls probably cringe every time they hear that phrase, um, but you know, I, I think that's just what separates us from everybody else. And um, once again, I'm just I'm super fortunate to to be with these girls every day in the gym. Well, I tell you, I, that was the next thing I was going to talk about was your preparation. It seemed like everybody was completely focused. Uh, you know, sitting on the bench, on the floor, knew exactly what to do. And and what really got me, what I really loved was the ladies that were sitting on the bench. They were the biggest cheerleaders in the house. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's um, so fun when everybody is excited um, for our our team's success. Um, I know a lot of our girls can, um, you know, they can go other places and to other schools and, and be the star. Um, they could average, you know, crazy, crazy statistics. Um, but they, they do, they chose to come here um, and kind of put their own, you know, statistics aside, um, you know, for playing in our program, um, for being a part of our success. And, um, you know, I, 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 that's what I love about our team. And that's what I love about our school in general is that, you know, the girls are appreciative and cheer on each other. 
Well, let me ask you this, Dan, as one coach to another. I, 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 I want to ask you about what you kind of brought up there. When, you know, every one of these girls has the opportunity to come to Incarnate Word Academy to play your style of uh, basketball, buy into the program, you know, there's a big stigma that a lot of private schools recruit kids to come to that school. Yeah, um, uh, well, you know, one, you know, private schools are always trying to do whatever they can to, to attract kids, whether it's a theater kid, a uh, music kid, someone that's involved in STEM. So, you know, private schools are recruiting kids in general. Um, from a basketball sense, uh, you, know, I, I, the, you know, the fact that you have us on the air on X now and the fact that we win state championships and the fact that we travel nationally and we're ranked nationally. Um, that's what the recruiting is for us. Um, if you're in St. Louis, I feel we're at the, the point where, you know, incarnate word basketball and you know what we're about and you either want to be a part of it or you don't. Um, and uh, again, it, it 100% takes a special person to be a part of our program. It does. Um, a selfless person, um, someone that's going to buy into, you know, team first mentality. Um, and it, it, that's not for everybody. It, it's not. So, um, you know, the, it, it, again, I can't speak enough for our girls and, and the time, the effort that they put into um, making our program what it is. And, um, you know, the recruiting to me is, is, Hey, good players want to go play in good places. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you you know, they they see what we do, and, you know, the the best players, they either want to be a part of it or they don't. And and the reason they don't sometimes is because they want to be, you know, on a team where they're the star and they get all the attention. And and I can totally understand that. I I, I can't disagree with that. Um, But we just get just a different-minded kid and – you know, I think the the success of our kids and um, the success of our program and our kids going on to play at the next level kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, you know, I've never had I've never had a college coach come in and say, "Oh, she's averaging this person's averaging twenty and this person's only averaging 14. I'm going to take the twenty just based on stats." So um, I, I think the the college coaches appreciate what our kids go through. The they know the game. The our Kids have a high IQ. They know how to watch film. They know what a scouting report is, is like. They know how to prepare for an opponent, and they know how to play hard every day. So, um, now you, you know, mentioned I, I think, uh, you mentioned about uh, people going somewhere, being the big scorer, the big fish. Uh, for me, don't when, you know when they go to college? Let's say they're the big fish, and they're always scoring all the points. Their teammates may not be as good as what they are. They all of a sudden they go to college. Now they're the little fish in the big pond. Uh, I've seen kids to where hey, they don't necessarily want to play anymore. They don't rise to the occasion. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and that's what's great about, uh, you know, our program right now is that our kids are going to be challenged every, every single day. You know, iron sharpens iron. Um, and if you're the best player on the team and you're not challenged, you only can get so, you know, you only can prove so much. And there's only so much a coach can do if you're – the top player. Um, so, you know, again, I'm fortunate. Our girls are unfortunate that they get challenged every day. And, um, and, and when they go on to, to, to play in college, um, 
you know, they've been challenged before. It's not culture shock. Yeah, absolutely. Dan, I want to thank you so much for spending some of your time here with us on uh, KMOX is at your service tonight. I'm going to talk to your girls here in just a few minutes, but unfortunately, i got to do a little business. So, yeah, no problem. Thanks right. so much, Greg. Absolutely. Continued success and uh, congratulations on another state championship. Yeah, thank you. All right. Fantastic, mm-hmm. Dan. Appreciate it. Hey, folks, we're going to take a quick timeout, and we come back. We're going to talk to some of the ladies here in studio and on the phone with us, talk a little incarnate word basketball. Hope you guys are up for the challenge. They're all looking at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. Nah, what do you? maybe I'm not. Stick around. More to come. Welcome back, everyone. KMOX is at your service on a Tuesday night. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair tonight, and we're talking a little basketball. 848 is your time right here in the heart of Mid-America, as I like to say. In the studio with us, we got uh, some Incarnate Word Academy ladies that have been kind enough to join us. In studio, Natalie Potts, Olivia Hahn, Abby Sextro, and Sophia on, on the phone. We have Kaylin Janes. Uh, she couldn't make it down tonight because it's her birthday, 16 years old. Congratulations, Kaylin. Thank you. All right. So, I know some of these ladies just came from practice. How was practice? Good? Oh, I, you know, if I turn your mics on. See, I've only been doing this 20, <laughs> 21 years. You think I know how to operate this stuff. So, let's try it again. How was practice tonight? It was good. good. Sweaty. <laughs> Sweaty? Yeah. Well, that's how practice is supposed to be. Usually, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, there's no rest, is it? No, no, not so, at all. So I will, I will tell you, Kalen's dad used to, uh, uh, when he was a uh, football coach uh, for my son, he, he had one of the greatest lines ever. He said, you know when the, do you know when football season starts? Yeah. The <laughs> day after it ends. <laughs> I was say. That's right. Isn't that right, Kalen? Yes, sir. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's talk a little about uh, winning some championships. Uh, some of you ladies here have won two championships in a row. How awesome is that? We'll go ahead and uh, we'll start with uh, Natalie and uh, tell us what you think. Um, it's been great. Um, this team has been amazing. The ride has been fun. Um, winning these state championships is a great feeling after such a hard working season. Yeah, especially after COVID, obviously. Now, being a junior, so you have one, you got you know, win another one. Yeah, that's the goal. Hopefully so, we can pull it out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk to Abby. Abby, what do you think about this? Um, I definitely think it's a great feeling, you know, being young, it's like nice to like be like a part of the ride with the upperclassmen. And like I've said it before, but you definitely knew that it's it's earned and it wasn't given. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Olivia, how about you being a junior now? So you've got two in a row. Yeah, uh, it was amazing, especially because it was the same team that came back from last year and we just got to build and build and become better. Absolutely. So after you guys graduated, uh, oh, I, I'm sorry, Kaylin, how about you? Now you've had two championships in a row as well. Yeah, I totally agree with them. Um, with that comes a lot of pressure too, because obviously ever since I've been there, we haven't lost a game, which is super exciting for us because we put in a lot of hard work. Um, but that also makes every team give it. A, we always get their best shot, like Rolfus says. Um, so it's a really good challenge and. Always keeps us on our toes, so it's a great experience overall. You definitely have a target on your back, no doubt about that. Every team's gunning for you. 68 wins in a row. I mean, that is pretty freaking awesome. Yes, it is absolutely insane. Hopefully we'll keep that streak going. All right, so let's talk to Sophia. Obviously only one championship for (laughs) Sophia, but you've actually participated in two state championships this year alone. Yep. So a dual player, obviously softball, now basketball as well. You've got an opportunity to win four state championships in basketball and, and soft, well, three in softball, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, it's um, it's pretty crazy just to think that I've already been in two state, been at two state appearances when most people don't have, even get one. And it's I'm I'm just really happy that I can be a part of it all. And it's just really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I got to tell you, uh, being a freshman, obviously a lot of bench time for you versus some of the other ladies. But I got to tell you, you're the biggest cheerleader on the bench, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, I love cheering on my teammates. It is so much fun to see them do well. And it just makes me happy for them. And I just love seeing them do well. Absolutely. So now you ladies have some uh, pretty, pretty awesome seniors on the team uh, one going to Kentucky, one going to UMSL, one going to Missouri State. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, how awesome is that? I mean, do, do they inspire you to become better players? Well, oh, yeah. Abby, we'll go with you first. Definitely Jaden. She's our biggest hype man. She is always talking. She definitely is the hardest worker on our team, and she really just makes us work all hard. We're always challenging each other during practice, and she's definitely the ringleader for us. All right. How about Olivia? I think they all are amazing, especially I was like under Sanaya for a bit because I had to be like the backup point guard. And it was just amazing, like just getting to guard her. It makes me a better defender, makes her a better, you know, obviously, you know, getting to the lane, making decisions. And it was just great to have like, you know, Morgan being the talker. She was always like there to step up and play any role. And Jaden, she's amazing leader, talker, and she's just always there and prepared. Now, uh, Natalie, how about for you as well? They did they inspire you? Do they they come out and push you? Oh, for sure. They all they all bring something different to the table. They're all different positions, so they kind of guide someone on the team each and every day at practice. And what about you, Kaylin? Yeah, honestly, I can't say enough positive things about our seniors. I'm really going to miss them, especially since I've got to experience playing with them ever since I've been at Incarnate, which has been two years, but. Um, they really push us. Everyone's talking. Um, they bring the energy every single day in practice and on game days. Um, so I wish them the best in the future. We would definitely miss them. But they've definitely made a huge impact on our program as a whole. Now, Sophia, so, being, being a freshman, uh, now do, do these ladies, obviously seniors and the upperclassmen, do they come out and like, hey, you better get this right? Yeah, no, they – they do it in a nice way, though. That you know they'll not like you... something I would do. <laughs> yeah, you see me coach your brother. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. They'll you know they'll just like pull you aside, just tell you like what you did wrong and what like you could do better. And it's really helpful, like constructive criticism. And they aren't just screaming at you to you know you did something wrong. Like just go. And it's it's really nice for them to do that and be helpful. All right, we got just a couple minutes here. So obviously, we talked a little about the seniors. Uh, they come out and they still put the work in just as much as everybody else. And I'm assuming everybody follows their lead. Kaylin, I'll go with you first. Uh, yes, I agree with that. Um, definitely the seniors um, are the example setters, I say. I mean, everyone leads in their own ways, um, but especially the seniors since they're all our captains too. Um, so a lot of pressure goes into that for them, but they handle that really well and make our team better as a whole. So, yeah, very appreciative of that. All right, we got about a minute left. Natalie? They have been a pleasure to play with, um, and they've definitely showed us juniors what we need to do next year to step it up and be ready to help guide the underclassmen. Olivia? They've been our two-year seniors, and they've always just been ready to go out and play and just be hard workers and showed us how to have that. Abby? Yeah, they definitely know how to help us and guide us through this practices. Sometimes they're hard, but we know how to get through them. All right. Sophia, what do you think? Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just going to miss them a lot. They've been, they've been great leaders and 
Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. All right, so we got just uh, just about a minute left. Uh, Coach is off the air. Is there anything bad you guys want to say about him? <laughs> no? No, everybody, no, no, everybody, no, no. Coach is probably still listening. I don't want to do that. I'm not doing any extra sprints, no, no doubt about it. <laughs> Hey, ladies, thanks so much for coming down and uh, hanging out. Hey, congratulations so much on uh, winning the state championships back-to-back. It's such an awesome thing, and you guys just have the opportunity just to steamroll. It was a, it was a pleasure watching you guys play because, as, as I told the coach, I mean, it was just like a machine. It was just mm-hmm. right after the other. Nobody nobody messed up at all. So thanks so much for uh, coming down and hanging out with us. I appreciate it. Kalen, thanks for uh, joining us on the phone. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate all you do. Absolutely. Thanks so much. <laughs> Folks, that's going to about, uh, about wrap up this uh, hour of the KMOX At Your Service show. But don't worry, we got a whole other hour coming up after this. Stick around. we got news coming up next, my friends. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.